0: Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator,
1: and Martha, the co-pilot, and once again we are talking to you from our at-home studio, a place where we have spent relatively little time, but given that we are recording on the Memorial Day weekend, Ah. and our current practice is to get off the road and not to get in the way of the people who use this precious time to do their first summer RVing trip. We stay home and let you have the road without us.
0: And summer is our low season, but I think the summer of 22 could be quite uh, an interesting one for us. We have a couple of trips planned. We will be RVing a little bit later this month for just a few days. And then after that, uh, starting on July 4th, we head off once again to Europe. But we, of course, have just returned from Europe, so we have lots to talk about today. And we hope that your Memorial Day is a good one. It looks like uh, lots of people are going to be out uh, traveling. The AAA predicted that there were 39.2 million people that will travel 50 miles from home over the long holiday weekend. Whew, that's up 8.3% from last year. And, of course, last year was a way down year. And, of course, the airports are going to be full and people's gas tanks are going to be full Ooh, uh, it's gotten very expensive hasn't yeah, it Yeah, around here it's the, in some people's wings i'm sure yeah the price of gas is very near to five dollars a gallon and diesel is even higher but we'll talk about that a little bit later but we as you know just came home from europe and i replayed a bit
1: of our podcast uh-huh. from last month <laughs> because i knew that we had you're spoken. a loyal listener no, I hardly ever listened to it at all um, But I knew that we had spoken to you in the middle of our Holland cruise, river cruise And I couldn't quite remember exactly what we had and hadn't covered And I was quite dismayed to listen to ourselves Me, yucking, it up, yucking it up about getting COVID and what they do to you and how it works And as some of you know who pay attention on our Facebook page or read
0: my blog The nasty COVID Ooh. caught up with us So we went on a shore excursion one day in uh, complete innocence. We left the ship in the morning. We went out for a nice walking tour, and we walked over 10,000 steps during the day. We took a bus to the uh, city of Bruges. Beautiful. Beautiful, um, but chilly. But we went there, and then as we are back boarding the boat... uh, As we ended the tour, tour, what happens? The man pulls us aside and says, Go to your room. (laughs) You tested positive for COVID, Ken. Martha has not. Oh, no, we both did. We both did. That's right. We both tested positive for COVID. and This was three days before the end of the cruise. This whole cruise was based on us going to the Kuchenhof Tulip Tulip Gardens. Which we hadn't which done were, yet on the Which cruise. was uh, supposedly on the last day of the
1: cruise. And then we were going to follow it up with a meeting of good old friends who live in Munich back in Amsterdam. They were coming to Amsterdam from Europe just to see it, from Munich just to see us. Uh, so we had plans for another week besides that fateful day when they sent us to our room and said, you have two hours to pack.
0: Two hours to pack because you are leaving the ship immediately
1: we were surprised to discover that this happened to us <laughs> yes, and we, we were, were surprised, surprised to discover that there were 18 other people who were also removed from the ship that day as we talked about last month viking Out has of a, a total
0: of 160
1: As we talked about last month, Viking has a very aggressive testing policy and tested us every day. And so every day they found people who were ill and took them off. We were vaguely aware of this because we (laughs) could tell that the dining room was less crowded than it had been at the beginning. And on that particular day, we noticed some luggage sitting out at the end of the gangplank that we thought, hmm, I Mm. wonder who that belongs to. Why are
0: they getting off the ship so early? Or what are they coming on board? (laughs) So Hello. so
1: with very little explanation other than the fact that they said you are positive for COVID and we will take care of you, we found ourselves winging our way in a nice limo with four other people, people. to an airport hotel near the Brussels airport. And of Belgium. course, we
0: had no intention of going to Brussels
1: no and we had no intention
0: of ending our trip in Brussels and we had no intention of uh, spending 10 nights in a hotel in isolation quarantined but that's how that's our how ended. trip ended yes we uh, had to extend our stay we <laughs> intended to be back uh three days before we actually arrived home and we were lucky to be home i think when we were <sighs> is this time for another rant i well the last month i ranted about this and this and month i'm it. <laughs> oh geez we never really thought we would be uh caught up in this because we had no symptoms we felt fine we, felt, we spent that whole day touring and we that's were, a good thing we were in a bus we had masks on and we didn't feel bad at all and uh, they just shocked us by telling us that we had tested positive positive. And the really the bad thing about that, too, is, is that we had tested positive 36 hours ahead of, time. ahead of that. So it wasn't even the test from the day oh. of our tour. And this is the problem with Viking's policy, because they have to send their tests out to a third party to get them to get the results and they don't get the results back for 24 hours so we had already left in the morning before they got the results back from the previous day is this making any sense
1: and we were in a bus with other people we were on a tour with other people as probably contagious people had done to us a day or two before
0: obviously we had tested negative to get on we had tested negative for several days all of us had. all of us yeah and so We find the Viking policy, although it makes you feel like you are more safe, in actuality, the policy is not really doing the job it should be because... The test results come in so much later than when the test was taken. So our positive, we were positive for 36 hours prior to our being removed from the ship, and we had plenty of opportunity to mix with other people and share the COVID with them, if this- that was the case.
1: And from this vantage point, I would say that wearing a mask is obviously helpful, but when you are on a ship eating and drinking and talking to people yeah. who only have this one big lounge to hang around in yes. and one big dining room to eat together in, you're going to get cooties from other people of various sorts. It's inevitable.
0: Yes, and the weather was fairly cold, so we couldn't go outdoors. There was no outdoor dining. There was no using the pool deck. There was no uh, walking around because it was cold and rainy. We. Just uh, stayed inside with other people. And, you know, you have conversations with people and you have dinner with people and and you pass around the cooties. But with that said, let's face it, COVID has morphed, and it's not nearly the deadly disease that it was at one time.
1: It doesn't kill most people who are vaccinated. Who are
0: vaccinated. So we didn't feel like we were really in that much harm's danger, nor were we very dangerous to other people. We were not really... Well, we could have been contagious. We might have been contagious, but it' contagious that you're giving it to somebody, but that's going to be uh, a really bad, serious situation for them. And it wasn't. Well, well, we're obviously kind
1: of down on the Viking test, po- testing policy, and you might ask us why we're going on another Viking cruise next month. <laughs> um, this has interested us greatly in the whole topic, and we have followed via Facebook how other cruise lines have handled this, and we certainly have to give Viking kudos for the good care they gave us. Uh, we found ourselves in on the fifth floor of the Brussels Airport Hotel with 57 other Viking passengers from three different ships being visited daily by, we called them our Viking Angels, who came every day and brought us the kind of at-home tests that we are getting from our government so we could test ourselves to see if and when we were testing negative and could move on. We understood right away that even if we did test negative, Viking would not let us on the ship again, which could really make you mad. But in our case, some days we tested positive, some days we tested negative. We have a a real lack of faith in the home testing process at this point. And inevitably, it took us till day 10, which was the day when an alternative kicks in, to both test negative, and you never did. No. I eventually tested negative more consistently. And so the policy of our country right now is that you are not allowed to fly into the United States unless you have a negative test or you have a doctor's certificate certifying that you have quarantined for 10 days. So on yes. 10 days, that's when we were technically free to go. Once again, uh, Viking helped us with getting this doctor's certificate, which many other cruise companies have not. Mm -hmm. And even though we were seven days out from the end of our cruise by the time we left, they were still taking care of us in the hotel, giving us three meals a day, and we didn't have to pay a thing.
0: As it turned out. We didn't quite know that at the time, but uh, that's the way it has worked out. We're going to recommend to you that you take a look on our website and read this article that's called What Happens If You Get COVID While Traveling Abroad? Let Me Tell You It Happened to Me. That's the name of the article. Great article.
1: Very complete. Tells you everything you need to know.
0: And we are going to uh, make a few more comments about this because we think we should prepare you for being quarantined also because now that we've experienced it there are some things we'd wish we'd done. Although we did quite a few things right. I would say Mm -hmm. we had the monitored COVID tests with us that you buy and bring with you. We had four of those tests with us that would allow you, if you tested negative, would allow you to get on the, the airplane. The home tests that you take by yourself are not valid for that type of... The
1: airlines uh, can't accept those results.
0: So with these monitored ones, you get a piece of paper that says that you've tested negative and they watch over you while you take it. we would never done these before, so it was quite interesting. You get a package that says, Do not open under penalty of death...
1: And it works through an app that you download on your phone. You need to have a reasonably good Wi-Fi connection to do yes. this. But in the Brussels Airport Hotel, that was not a problem.
0: So it says that, and then they, they come on the screen and they tell you exactly what to do, and you have to hold your camera up so that they can, can see. are doing it, so you can't swabbing shoot. your nose and uh, opening the package and taking out the contents, and so that all was very nice. But unfortunately. I tested positive still after testing we we use these only after I tested negative with the home test twice twice and so on the third day we said well maybe, maybe we can go home now maybe we can go home now and so we'll we'll try one of these no way Jose so it tested positive so we had to stay another uh till the end of the 10 days now 10 days in a hotel room with no real uh, you're not supposed to leave. And so we were what, on our
1: own honor. There was yeah. no guard outside the door, but you don't want to make other people sick, and we tried to do
0: what we were supposed to do. So we had little conferences with people as they picked up their food, because every day they brought us three meals a day, room service. Knocked on the door, knocked on the oh, the put door. the tray on the floor, and right. left. And left. Uh, so that was, and um, we didn't have any choices to meals except for breakfast, but. It was fun. So the rest of the day was yours. <laughs> Boy, did we have a good time.
1: Good practice for this is being quarantined in your (laughs) motorhome.
0: Well, I think living in small spaces is something we have have practiced uh, for (laughs) for a long time, although in the motorhome we can get out and enjoy the the outdoors. But we have on many days lived in the motorhome because it's been raining or the weather's been bad or something. But this was enforced. And, of course, while we were there, the weather was perfect. It was really nice outside, according to everything we saw. We had a window that didn't open. It would have been easier to accept if we
1: had felt poorly, and I'm glad that we didn't feel poorly, but you just get restless and you want to go
0: do something. Right. The rules in Belgium were were that that if
1: we quarantined for five days, that we could go outside wearing a mask.
0: So the only country that requires this 10-day business is is the United States. We could have flown any place else in Europe, probably any place else in the world, without a test, and we would have been fine. But... To fly to the United States when you check in at the airline counter, they want to see this piece of paper that either says you 're negative or the doctor says you 're okay before you can get on the plane so there 's really no way to get home it 's not uh, government that 's checking you, but the airlines do uh, follow through on the paperwork so We had no real choice. And they told us that they had tried to cheat on a couple of occasions and sent people people over at at 9 or 10 days, and they were sent back.
1: And And, when we did check in at the Brussels Airport, the clerk was very familiar with our situation. She had processed many people such as ours, and she was just following the rules that she couldn't let us on the plane without this this letter. And I should add that the letter... Could come in handy for us for our next trip because some people who get COVID continue to test positive for months. And so this letter is kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card for the next 90 days if we can't test negative. Depends how your body responds. The quarantine supposedly guarantees that you are not contagious, but it doesn't mean that the COVID (laughs) (laughs)
0: boogerman has left your body. Dear listener, I think the bottom line here is if you are planning to travel uh, outside the United States, and this applies to Mexico and Canada, Canada I assume too. Well, flying, Uh, uh, flying. You can drive back, which is strange. You don't have to quarantine if you drive. You don't have to quarantine if you walk across the border. You don't have to quarantine if you're on a cruise ship. All of that is okay. But if you fly back to the United States, you you know, these rules are really crazy. But we want to kind of give you a few tips that might make your quarantine time (laughs) <laughs> Passed by. I mean, ten days is a long, a long time. time to be sitting inside of a hotel room. You, well, we, your we sister really predicted we would kill each other by the end, but hey, that uh, did not happen. We came through with flying colors. <laughs> Our mental health is outstanding In-tempt. at this moment. We should have made a special edition of the podcast
1: while we were.
0: <laughs> we nothing. I'm else sure to everybody. Do. We could have babbled on about. Yes. Or we could have made a four hour version <laughs> of the podcast. This
1: is boring. This is already. A, this is
0: us sleeping. <laughs>
1: Looking forward to the knock on the door from room service. Oh, well, the that, highlight of the
0: day. That's right, and the food came with a plate over the top of the entree, so that it was always a big surprise what we were do. We could have had a big reveal. <laughs> on the
1: go ahead, talk about what you're going to talk about.
0: Well, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that, if you are quarantined, that we learned besides what we've already told you.
1: Well, we talked about the HDMI cable and the remote last well, month, but we
0: didn't talk about but it in detail. we didn't get
1: to use it yes. until the quarantine.
0: Well, I had some trouble. You remember I told you that I brought the HDMI cable and prior to this this hotel, I couldn't get it to work because for one reason or another either the remote wouldn't change the TV or I couldn't get the TV the HDMI cable plugged into the TV or whatever. But the good news is, is that when we really needed it, <laughs> For ten days, I was able to plug in, and the normal remote that was in the room wouldn't change the input. M- input but the universal remote that I had did. <sighs> so talk about binge walking, watching, watching. So, <laughs> and we had it, the Wi-Fi was good, so we were able to watch. All the stuff that we had on
1: 24-7. 24-7. <laughs> we
0: could watch whatever we wanted. And I was very surprised that Netflix, without using um, an iVPN, uh, also worked. And one of the things that you need to think about is having a VPN, because many streaming services do not let you on unless you're in the United States. So that to fake your location, you need a VPN, a virtual private network, which is a little piece of software that you put on your devices, whether it's an iPad, a tablet, a phone, whatever it is, that lets you spoof where your location is. Um, Surprisingly enough, we didn't really need that. Uh, The only service we used was... uh, HBO. Netflix and And HBO, HBO, yeah. So we didn't use the, the VPN that much. But it was nice to have. So you need these three things in order to connect up to your TV in a remote location. The HDMI cable, which needs to be long enough... <laughs> which I found up mine wasn't quite long enough. Uh, I put some books under my computer, uh, long enough to hook up to the TV on the wall, and then a remote to change the input. And that was only a, a one shot deal. I mean, you know, you just needed that button on there that said input, and then the second HDMI cable was activated. This was a, a disappointment in Brussels because the TV channels they had, they had no American TV channels. Which Nothing
1: was a, we really wanted to watch.
0: No. They have BBC, and BBC One and BBC Two are just as inane as many of those channels in the United States, although we did see a lot of antique roadshow-type shows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the war in Ukraine.
0: And the yeah. war in Ukraine, yeah, yeah. They had a lot of the news-type of programs. So we,
1: we should also add that even though we were not charged for our uh, luxurious stay at the Brussels Airport Hotel, that the people who traveled with us in our group who had insurance were, had to pay up front and are at home now trying to get the money back from their insurance. And certainly... This is a strange you,
0: situation. If
1: you are traveling on your own, you will be expected to pay for your quarantine while you are wherever it is that you are that you're quarantining. And I thought that... So you better have some money.
0: Yeah, I thought that the... Yeah, And you don't really have any choice about spending it either. I thought that the fee that the hotel charged was fairly reasonable. I mean, this was a nice hotel.
1: It was a bulk rate. There were so many hospital Well, yeah, there. but I mean...
0: <laughs> They extended that bulk rate to when it came down to when you paid. They provided us with three meals a day in a room and towels and all that sort of stuff, and the f- the total was about twenty two hundred dollars for the ten days, which I think is reasonable.
1: But it's a chunk. It's of a ch- Oh yeah. If you're That's not a- planning on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And for us, it turned out kind of an unbelievable situation because they kept asking us if we had insurance, and we said, no, we don't have insurance because, as our listeners know, we have the Chase Sapphire Sapphire Reserve credit card, and one of the reasons we pay $450 a, a year for that credit card is because it has travel insurance 365 days a year so we don't have to get a separate insurance policy for every trip that we're on so for this particular trip we really we didn't have a separate insurance policy with the cruise company something they really push
1: every travel company tries to sell you insurance
0: and I, and I think it's a big money maker for them so when Viking said did we have insurance we said no and that was halfway honest but the bottom line is that when we checked out Viking paid the bill in full. and For the, us, for but us. not for the people who and the had lady, And the lady insurance. next to us, who was checking out at the same time, going to the airport with us, had to pay and would get reimbursed, quote-unquote, from her insurance company. So I don't know what the strategy, if that is a good strategy... There could also be a chunk of change involved in changing your flight.
1: Uh, we were fortunate in that we were using frequent flyer miles to fly home from Amsterdam. so when we had Amsterdam,
0: ch- not Brussels. So
1: when we had to change that flight to flying home from Brussels, uh, it was easy and quick to do, and we had, didn't have to pay anything extra for that either.
0: Ooh, wow. But
1: you could, especially if you had bought your airline ticket with money.
0: And this is one of those things that really worked out very well, and I was not expecting it, and I didn't understand it up front. If you book with frequent flyer miles, the airlines are extremely flexible about uh, your schedule. If there's seats on the flight, you can change up to 24 hours before the flight, and I think maybe even sooner later than that.
1: Which in our case is
0: we were testing every day, hoping, hoping, yes. hoping. Is
1: this the day that we'll both be negative and we can leave? We could have changed our ticket any day, any time.
0: And if you cancel the flight... You don't get your you don't get money back because well you do you don't get the money back they just put the miles back in your account so that makes it it's kind of like the internal cash of the airline and in our case we switched from United to American we had enough miles on American to book the flight so I was really crossing my fingers less than a week before the flight to Chicago and from Brussels there's a very nice nonstop flight from Brussels to Chicago and. Uh, i was hoping that we could get seats on it and <gasps> unbelievable and that i could use my miles and unbelievable we were able to book it business class to chicago a week before the flight and so we just used the miles the, s- the same number of miles we would have used on united we got the united miles back they t- refunded us our taxes and whatever other fees they have so it was a-, a a wash in terms of the flights and i'm not sure you could do that if you paid with cash So in
1: the midst of all this bad luck and aggravation that we felt (laughs) we we felt very lucky and while we were there luxuriating with all this (laughs) time on our hands we really read the fine print on the Sapphire Reserve credit card and as you know we are not taking commercials or money from anybody and in our finer reading of all that fine print it looks like a very complete coverage if some of you no
0: exemption for covid
1: if some of you travel a lot like we do it's definitely
0: worth investigating i would say and we have not had to test this insurance because viking paid but i'm not sure other Cruise companies or, or travel you have to companies fill in
1: forms. As I'm reading on Facebook, a lot of people who are on other cruises who got nailed at the end, as we did, are still working hard trying to recover the funds from their insurance. I don't think that they won't get them, but it'll be down the road a piece, and a lot of. Aggravation And you
0: have work, to pay up front and probably either pay which, the credit card fees or pay it off or really something. Hard yeah, yeah. If you so, so there's some definite things to think about.
1: Another thing to keep in mind if you take any medication regularly is to bring enough extra for a 10-day quarantine. I brought enough extra for, let's say, a weather delay at the <laughs> airport, but I didn't have 10 days worth of my medication. And if the Viking angels hadn't been visiting me every day, I was going to ask for a knife from room <laughs> service. So I could cut my remaining <laughs> pills in half. I think they would have thought I was going to kill myself. But, After um, 10 days, I was. The Viking Angels brought me more medication from uh, the, the pharmacy, yeah. With a little uh, interference from my doctor back home who did an email for me. So... That's another thing to keep in mind when you're traveling. Things just do not work as smoothly as they did pre-COVID. We read lots of horror stories about airport delays and staffing delays and getting halfway there, and then they cancel your flight, yada, yada, yada. So if you're going to travel internationally at the moment, just be prepared for things not to flow smoothly and to bring as much extra just-in-case stuff as you can cram into your suitcase.
0: Well, and bring lots of stuff to do. You know, bring your computer full of... uh Uh, good stuff to to work on and to watch and to keep yourself busy because uh, you never know when you're going to have to spend an extended period of time in some hotel. And of course, the other thing you want to have that I think is one of the most difficult was the doctor connection. In order to leave the country after you've tested positive, you either have to test negative, which we, which didn't, we do, didn't, or you have to have this doctor's note, and that's not in a foreign country. How do you get that? Who do you go to? Who do you go to? How and, do- you know, if there's nobody there to help you, in our case, we were lucky because there was somebody there to help us, and they took care of all the details of finding somebody who would verify that we had indeed spent the 10 days. But you need to think about that, and we have since talked to our doctor here in, <laughs> in the United States, and she said, oh,
1: yeah, we'll do that for you. Because when we actually got the doctor, it was no one that we met face-to-face. He talked to Ken. He didn't even talk to me on the phone. <laughs> on and, the phone. And while we were in Belgium, he was located in the Canary Islands, which is part Speaking of Spain. Speaking Spanish. And we talked to him around midnight when he got done with whatever else he was doing.
0: we were flying uh, in the next it morning a very
1: perfunctory and rent-a-doctor kind of experience. So if you can get something set up with somebody who you have a relationship yes. with, like your doctor, at home, that could be a good thing to try to. Line and they up just need line. to have
0: the right form to fill in to show the airline, and that's that's really the bottom line. Uh, so these details uh, can be daunting when you're overseas, but they can be easily taken care of while you're at home, and uh, it's worth thinking about at least if you're going to be traveling. Um, there have been a lot of people who haven't uh, who have decided to cancel their trips because of this type of, it's of issue. And you have to understand that uh, we were planning. A coming home on Saturday and we ended up coming home on Tuesday, Tuesday, which was the 10 days. So we missed the last three days of our cruise, plus the next four or five days. When we were going to be with our friends. We are we going to be with our friends it's in a Amsterdam. Bummer. It's a bummer. And then we had a few extra days, so you got to have those days. If you're working or you're under the gun, a tight, schedule. Tight, tight schedule, then you are really stuck. Because we did not have really much of an alternative. Um, you can't... <laughs> can't walk across the ocean it's something you're you're going to be stuck with with that said we are about to embark uh- go back for <laughs> but we're going back forward and ready we're going to be uh, spending the month of July, pretty much, in uh, Europe once again. I don't know. This is just one of those things that happens. We have the time. And now that we have lots of experience with uh, quarantining. We think we, we're ready. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I really think that RVing has has helped us out in terms of our mental health, mental health and being able to, to live in small quarters. We're used to that. I mean, the room we were in was probably the size of our motorhome without yep. the kitchen. Yep and we had you know the the regular bed and and uh tv like we have at home but i have another article here about maintaining a relationship and making it work and what do you need what are the five or six things that you need to live in court? you know i want to say one thing it was good that we were together i mean
1: yeah, some of these people, he tested positive and she tested negative. And they said to them, you better hurry up and get out of here before you test positive. Person. Or then the quarantine 10 days will start from when the second person tested So you
0: understand, if you go into quarantine as a negative and a positive as a couple as a couple and you know you want to stay together you want to you know provide the moral and mental support for the other person and or if they get sick or something you want to be there but if the second person gets a positive then the quarantine the day starts, starts then so, so some of these longer.
1: people sent their spouse home right away because they were still negative and had to do those 10 days of hard time
0: by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you were there and I was much more f- fun with, uh, well, I, not fun. What am I saying? <laughs> it was tolerable <laughs> with uh, a partner. So that's the strategy you need to think about. Would you send your spouse home... As the lady did down the hall. half
1: your family. She
0: sent her spouse back to Washington, D.C., and she stayed for the full 10 days because she checked out with us. Testing. uh, Still testing positive. Yeah, because I tested positive until the the last day. And just as an aside... Uh, we have recently gone to Walgreens and tested again, and we are both negative
1: since we've been home.
0: Since we've been home, so whatever that means. So the next trip, we're we're ready to go, and we have bought more kits to bring along with us. So for we are,
1: video conferencing wherever we end up,
0: yeah, because you can use those to get on the plane, and that's uh, something you need to do, and you don't always have access because you don't know where to go to get the tests. So um, you have to have the ability to, according to this article, you need the ability to communicate. And we do that pretty well, don't you think? Yeah. Communication is the key. <laughs> and you have to be able to laugh, laugh at your situation. If you let this get you down, you think oh, at the beginning when they they originally said five days and I thought, Oh God, uh, five days in okay. a hotel, what am I gonna do for okay. all five days? Okay. And then when we got to the hotel and they said, Oh, the regulations to get to the United States are ten days. You're there on the first day and you're saying And we
1: looked at our reservation and we could tell the hotel was saving the the big that was the big shocker.
0: Yeah, what do we check? That's right. We checked in the hotel and they said in the hotel reservation said leaving on May eleventh. And this was May first. And I said, May eleventh? We're not gonna be here on May eleventh. Yes you are (laughs) You just go, oh, May 11th. How could you possibly? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's how long you were there, Mr. Wiseman. Uh Okay. Alone time. Well, yes, we try to have some time when we're just she's reading her thing and I'm reading my thing, or I'm watching something on my iPad with headphones, with headphones, and we're not really. I don't want to listen. We're not really we're isolating, uh, and that's important, I think. To we're side by side isolating. Well, I I really think that that's true, and we do that pretty well anyway. I mean, even in the motorhome, you know, you Mm -hmm. go off and you do your own thing, and I do my own thing, and we we have some time alone, which I think is a good one. The next one is find larger spaces. (laughs) <laughs> Not uh, in well, this once we, Well,
1: once we finished the, the quarantine five days. for Brussels, Brussels, we were allowed to go outside. And I kept thinking about O'Hare, which is the airport I'm most familiar with. You go out for a walk, and where do you go for a walk around O'Hare? And while we were fortunate to be near a small little town, which is where we walked every day, and there was a little river and some swans and an old church, yeah. uh, there really wasn't anywhere to go. no.
0: And we did find a little convenience store where we could buy some little trinkets to make things a little bit more <laughs> homey, I guess.
1: Well, you feel like you want to be in control of something because you're so much yeah, it, it in felt, control. Yeah,
0: right. We were just at the total mercy of all these uh, regulations and, and other people. Use technology, and I think we did that to the max. You know, bring the stuff that will keep you busy, whether it's books or – and bring enough to keep yourself busy for a long time. Although it was good because we had w- w- good Wi-Fi, so we could download uh, as many podcasts as we needed to, and books, and and all the the TV and things that we wanted. And other times, you might not have that as a as an option.
1: You should also be familiar with some sort of way to exercise as best you can in a small oh, space. Yes. Um, I understand that there are numerous YouTube uh, exercise programs. Because we are old, as part of our uh, Medicare, we are members of. Silver Sneakers, which has a million different... Oh, am I old
0: enough for Silver Sneakers? You're silver,
1: <laughs> all right, sweetheart. So silver, silver Sneakers. Silver Sneakers has all these little video exercise routines. I think the longest one is half an hour. They focus on various parts of your body and on balance, yada yada. You can find stuff like that on YouTube without Silver Sneakers, but... That too kept us a little bit active because you really lose your muscle tone sitting in a room for. We 10 tried days to do six
0: thousand steps a day when we could go outside. We, well, no, even with silver sneakers, yeah. we did. Yeah. We, we jumped around and did the exercise, and
1: it wasn't, I, the, I, it wasn't the same.
0: Looking back on it, I really have a hard time thinking about what I did for the twenty-four-seven that <laughs> I was there for. You tennis.
1: worked on pictures. It was a good day to. I did have, do a
0: lot, yeah, and I, I, I finished I, mine too. I really don't feel like and we did
1: some writing that we didn't have time to do. I did before we got
0: off the ship, so I I don't really feel like I was napping. <laughs> I wasn't napping. I was busy. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, well, but I don't feel like I, I, I don't feel like the mind
1: tends to blot out bad experiences. It wasn't but. a bad
0: experience. I, I always wondered, you know, if I was in jail or if I had been quarantined for some reason. If how I would, how health, I would health, handle health problems, right? That how I do. would handle that, and I think I handled it pretty well. Here you are. Have a schedule. The last uh, item on this on this I
1: have a schedule.
0: We had a schedule, did we? <laughs> Eat lunch. lunch. <laughs> Eat dinner. <laughs> <sighs> this is a uh, it, it's something for us to talk about for a long time. No, and I think we've talked about it long enough. Yeah, our listeners are definitely bored about this. Well, where's the RVing? Talk where's about the RV? RVing? Well, this is. Quarantining in an RV? Nah,
1: you wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, you wouldn't do that, no.
0: No, that's the nice thing about the RVs. You can stay in when you want to and go out and enjoy the the outdoors. It's finally nice to have summer out here where it's nice and warm. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Starlink. And it seems like every month I'm talking about Starlink. Yeah, it keeps changing and getting better and better. And they have a brand new option, which was just introduced this past week, and that's the, the last week of May, and this new one is called the RV option. Can you believe that? Of course, everybody knows that Starlink is this uh, Elon Musk-sponsored satellite internet service, which is available throughout the United States now. The
1: goal being to have it all over the world, and especially to service areas of the world that don't have good but Wi-Fi
0: and internet connections. Exactly. At the moment. So now they have an RV option. Up until now, you had to kind of fudge. You had to have a location where you were going to use the Starlink, and you had to kind of, um, when you moved around, it was not always as smooth as it could be. But now they have a, a choice when you go to the Starlink website that allows you to purchase the Starlink hardware, and use it in your RV. How much does that cost? It's the same as it is for the stationary. And the equipment is the same, my understanding, is the same as it is for the stationary people. But with that said, it is very portable in and of itself. But how
1: much does it cost?
0: $600. One time? One time, $600. You don't rent it? You do not rent it. And... Then you can you get the service, which is a hundred and I think they said one hundred and thirty or twenty five dollars a month, and that's for unlimited high speed internet, truly unlimited, without a contract, without a contract, and uh, it's not data capped and it's not speed capped. So you can use the Starlink. What's nice about this is you don't have to have a home address. You can plug it in and use it any place you are, and it will automatically connect up.
1: In this day and age, could there be places in the United States where you just can't get on because it's not being serviced yet, or are they? There are up? places,
0: yes, and you have to have what they call an open cell—one that has service to it—because not every place has service. There's still, but growing vast places of the United States do have service, and it has to be kind of an open cell, meaning that there has to be some uh, available bandwidth available for you. So one of the things that that is a limitation is, is that you are at the bottom of the priority as an RV user and that you have to take catch as catch can, which means that in a busy cell that is already full of permanent users that you might have slowed service. Um, nobody not, quite, not no, get on at all? You might have slowed service uh-huh. is my understanding. Uh-huh. It will connect, but it might be slow. Uh-huh. But by slow, we usually mean pretty fast. And our viewers are used
1: to slow. Exactly. Aren't they?
0: <laughs> and if you are out in the west someplace that uh, the cells are open or there're not many users, you're going to get full high-speed data because they don't that's not a limitation. That's uh, they don't restrict the speed based on your account except when you are prioritized on the low end of that. And the other nice thing about this is that you can turn your account on and off. Depending on when you need to use it, so as RVers, if you use it for three or four months, you pay the one hundred twenty-five dollars uh, for the three months and turn it off. And the next time you go RVing, you turn it on and away you go. And that's really uh, meets the needs of a lot of RVers. So it's by the month. Yes, and it is by the full month. Uh-huh. You if you if you start using it on the last day of your contract, it will it, you pay for the whole month. Uh-huh. So it wouldn't be
1: flexible just for a weekend user. You'd have to do it for that whole month. That the weekend You'd have to do it for the whole in. month, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: But if you're out for a week, it could be definitely beneficial. For a family two-week vacation. And, of course, one of the things that Starlink requires, as with all satellite TV, is you have to have kind of a nice open spot where you can see the northern sky. And so a lot of the <laughs> Starlink RVers uh, that have been using it up until now have a a flagpole with the antenna at the top so that they can get above the trees or high in the sky so that they have a nice view of the sky. So I don't, there is going to be some interesting ways to mount the dish. And, of course, you have to take it down when you move. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's not going to go under any bridges.
1: And you have to have a flagpole that can be strong enough for it. How big's the dish?
0: Oh, I think it's about 18 inches, uh-huh. 24 inches so, in diameter. And if, so it moves in the wind uh, when you're... I don't think that's much of an issue. Uh-huh or when you walk around in your RV. Right. I, the, there's a lot of temporary solutions to this right now and people are really trying out all sorts of different options, but we, so we'll see we'll how this goes. probably have
1: more to say next month. Oh,
0: probably. And of course you can put it on the ground if you have a, a, a good shot a good of the shot, Or put it on the roof of your RV or whatever. So this is really coming along and it's coming along much faster than I think anybody really anticipated. And with Elon launching over 100 satellites every month, it's, it's something that's uh, becoming more and more viable. He's got over 2500 satellites in the sky right now so uh, they're increasing very dramatically quickly and of course we have a nice article, uh, a video actually which will explain all of this to you and give you the web links and stuff and where will you find that?
1: On the RV Navigator webpage for June 2022 episode 206
0: 206, can you believe it? It's hard to believe we've been doing this that long. It's hard to believe a lot of things we've been doing. (laughs) Oh Well, we've managed to live together for over 50 years, that's so that's, that's good news.
1: Since we've been home, every so often we are working separately from one another, and I come into the room where we are now sitting, and Ken's on the computer just laughing his head off. And I say
0: to him, what are you watching? And? What are you watching? Right now, the thing that has really attracted my attention, uh, we hear about... Elderly people such as ourselves uh, getting scammed by phone scams. Uh, somebody calls up and they tell you that your computer is in disarray and that they have the software which will fix your computer and just give them a few bucks and they will fix your computer and make it all better. And you you wonder how people could really fall for this kind of thing. They scare you. Yeah, but there are all there are businesses in India which just thrive on this and apparently. People give them money, and the latest scam is where they say, uh, "We're calling for Microsoft, and we're here to check your computer, and you're going to get two hundred and fifty dollars back because our software did not catch the virus, the viruses that it was supposed to. So we're going to give you some money back. And then what they do is is you get to your bank account, and they transfer two hundred dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars, but when you typed it in, you typed in two thousand dollars instead. So they say they added the zero. Well, they say you did, but they did. Uh-huh. It's it's designed to be that way. Uh-huh. So suddenly there's a, a two thousand dollar deposit With- oh. into your no oh. deposit into your account, and the the guy on the other end just goes apoplectic. He says, My, "I'm going to be fired, and I can't. You know, this is a, a clerical error that you have to give me the money back."
1: And because I'm a sweet old lady, I say, tell me what to do.
0: Exactly. He says, uh, you know, this is a wire transfer, and the bank won't just give me. I can't reverse it. There's no way for us to, to reverse this, this bank account. So you have to give me the money back in gift cards. So where does the laughing part come in? So they stay with you. You go to your local Target or Walmart, Walmart. or Dollar General, and you buy $2,000 worth of gift cards. And then you read off the... The numbers? You I don't scratch know off, how they work. I don't, they don't do that. You scratch off the code and you give them the code and they get the money. And then you find out later that it was all just a scam. You didn't really get the money in and you've lost all that money. And a lot of people have lost a lot more than $2,000. Okay, so that's kind of the scam. So if you go on the web right now, <laughs> there is a group of techies who are scamming the scammers and this is hilarious because they I, I don't i don't know how they do this but they have set up like a virtual computer and they let these guys in to see you know they go through the whole process they have their their microphone set up so that it sounds like an old lady talking and they just give these guys hell and they know their names they know the location and they just They take over their computer? Oh, oh, and they erase files off of the computers that Mm. the scammers are using. They just give them hell. And it's fun to watch. (laughs) Scamming the scammers. scammers. And I have watched a few of these. Yes, you have. And they post regularly. And some of them you can watch them live. And... The scammers have started watching live <laughs> so they can see what's going on full time after they realize what's going on. Anyway, I know that's not RVing, but what do you have 10 days <laughs> in a hotel room by yourself? One you get way hooked, to pass the time. You, you get hooked on some of these, uh, these YouTube type of channels that. Are kind of interesting. Okay, so Scamming the Scammers. We'll, we'll let that one slide, but you, if you want to link to that, oh, the easiest thing is just to go to YouTube and type in Scamming the Scammers and you'll, you'll find uh, dozens of these uh, videos because they've been doing this apparently quite a while, so it's, it's quite interesting to do.
1: One of the things you've heard us talk about more than once is our fondness for black tank management Ooh. with Happy Camper, which is a chemical that you add after you dump your tank and keeps your tank smelling sweet ken handles all these dirty details and i don't even think about it so we were—you don't even think about it just send me out there yeah you're like getting my hotel room cleaned (laughs) fun with poop i appreciate it immensely so we were quite dismayed to read that this my favorite product product is not being allowed to be sold in california
0: happy campers which is the epitome of good of good clean of keeping your black, black tank, tank clean uh, is no longer sold in California because they found out that there's some chemical in it that they don't like. Is and that and Happy Camper has said. Oh, we don't have any. I think the biggest one is formaldehyde. They don't want formaldehyde in in the sewer systems. Happy Campers has no formaldehyde in it. It's not a liquid anyway. So their choice was to reformulate
1: or no longer sell in California.
0: So? They chose B. B. So I guess one of the choices is to stop using Happy Camper if you're a Happy Camper person or... To continue using it and uh, understand that it's, that it's a good product. And it Are they is, going to search you at well. the
1: border like they do for agriculture stuff? No, but
0: Amazon won't send it to you there. Uh-huh. And Camping World can't sell it uh-huh. in, in California. And the, the Happy Camper company says that it's just not worth it for us to mess around with this. So we're going to leave our, camera, our product the same. It's a good product. It doesn't really pollute. If you want to stop using it, fine. We're not going to sell it in California anyway. So that's it. So Happy Camper. Uh, which we have recommended many times.
1: It works very well. I don't want to harm the environment either. It's uh, We want to make you aware of a website that is new to us called campgroundviews.com. When you are having a satellite dish or something on your roof that you want to... uh Get properly aimed. You are always worried about trees around you. When you're in an RV that's bigger than the site is, you want to wonder if you can wedge yourself in there. And one of the goals of campground views is to have 3D views of every site in every campground is that do i have that yeah, right yeah. Uh, so that you can really see what you are booking before you get there as i said the site seems newish and is far from complete but i think it's a wonderful goal to have that you kind of get used to that approach with google street view where you can kind of look around the street and see everything that is there so it's the same kind of approach they also have written descriptions of campgrounds as many other campground yes, finding yes. sites do as well it's a good idea but yeah. it's not quite there not- yet And and
0: making videos, you can understand, would be It will take a while. I think we're all interested in streaming, and we just found out about a new free streaming service, which has tons of channels. I was surprised. Uh, Most of the time you have to pay for your streaming services, TV services, but this is one called FreeVee, F-R-E-E-V-E-E, and it's sponsored, it's hosted by Amazon, so it's going to be a a service which is around for a while. Amazon's free ad-supported streaming service, FreeVee, Is now supported on Apple TV. So there's an app that goes on your Apple TV devices and many of the uh, other types of devices, the Roku and the Amazon ones, the service, which is a rebranded version of Amazon's prior streamer, imdvdb.tv, relaunched under the Freevee name on other platforms earlier this month. So if you have an Amazon or Fire TV or Android or Google TV, all of these are can access this free service. And they didn't have like the normal channels that you, you know, the NBC and CBS and that sort of stuff, but it had a ton of... TV. TV
1: and movies. My my cursory examination made me think that it was stuff that's not cutting edge. But if you're not as aggressive about going after the cutting edge as I am, Uh, there was a lot, lots of good stuff on there to watch
0: and free is free. Free is free, right? You can, and probably you can watch it any place in the world, which is something that I'm always looking at these days. Especially when you're in quarantine. HDMI issues, motorhomes home and on the road. If you need more HDMI inputs, pick up the HDMI switch. Hmm. Be careful not to get an HDMI splitter, which is a different thing. These cost-effective dongles allow you to connect up multiple HDMI devices to a single HDMI port on your TV and switch between them with a remote control. Hmm, now this would be interesting for bringing along with you because you could plug in one of these and then plug in both the... Does
1: that mean you need another remote control? That's why no, I'm this. A oh, this
0: would be very cool. I, I just now thought about that as an option. That could we th-
1: consolidate remote controls?
0: Oh, no, never. But oh. but this would be a, a, another way of hooking up where you couldn't change the input, but you could oh. take the input and use it for two different devices. When you're not
1: on home turf, you mean? Oh,
0: yeah. We could bring this device with us. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out. Try it next month when we're going again. <laughs> You'll have something new to report. <laughs> The number of U.S. households using over-the-air TV, OTA, antenna is growing. And of those that do, 68% say they spend less than $100 a month on TV services.
1: Good for them. $100
0: a month? Good for them. We spend a lot more than that. I know we do. So if you want to read this article about uh, people using their HD, And you know, every motorhome, every RV has an over-the-air antenna. But to me over the air
1: means you have to be reasonably close to an urbanish area.
0: Well, you need to be close to antennas. Yeah. And of course, we have a an app that shows us where the where, they are. where the TV station broadcasts or the broadcast stations are located. So that's a, a a definite help. Spending less than $100 a month is really attainable goal. Whereas the average US Pay customer is paying $200 a month, $204 a month for broadband and video entertainment. We pay $80 a month for broadband gigabit service. Good service. And we pay quite a lot more for TV. And you have to keep an eye on them
1: because it goes up every so often. Yeah. And sometimes if you threaten to quit, they'll give you
0: the deal of the month. Although I just had that experience and no DirecTV would not, would not give me a break. So with that, I think we will uh, say adieu for another month. We hope to see you in a campground near us. We will be at the Indiana Dune State Park towards the end of the month. And that's a fabulous park if you want to see Chicago. Uh, it's a very nice outdoorsy park with water and electric. Near the new national seashore near the new National Seashore in national Indiana. We go there fairly frequently. It's one of our favorite uh, local parks. Nice big sites, big enough for our 43-foot motorhome, and it's a nice place to spend some time at the beach. And the beach in on uh, Lake Michigan is fresh water no sharks no sharks no salt (laughs) so we really enjoy that aspect of it and then on july 4th literally we will be heading off to europe once again to where where we will be going to italy and the dolomites and trying to avoid covid we're very confident we are well we didn't get another booster Well, that's because we
1: just had COVID. Ah. Our doctor said that you shouldn't get a booster right on top of it, that we have new antibodies.
0: So we have the two shots, the booster, and a positive test with COVID. A well, positive experience.
1: We will let you know if that was a good
0: start, to yeah. <laughs> And we hope to hear from you. Please send us an email at rvnavigator at mac.com. Did you get all your mailbox problems
1: resolved?
0: I've resolved them by having this new email. New address. And that's rvnavigator at mac, M-A-C. com. That's the like to, only one
1: they should write to.
0: As when the only one the other problems apparently just bounced back and I'm not sure exactly why. And, and every so even often... Even though I had 10 days without anything to do, I didn't do anything about it because I couldn't.
1: And every so often, some of you track down my blog and you can write to us via my blog, which is com slash Wiseman.
0: And we're on trip number... 55 is the next one. She's blogged 55 trips. So if you want to go any place in the world and you want to know the details about what to do and what to see, this is the blog to read, ladies and gentlemen. It's extremely popular. She has 200 visitors a day.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Most of whom I don't know. Which is truly amazing. So if you'd like to see that, you'd like to read about that, please visit. And until we see you in a campground near us, we will say goodbye. Have a wonderful summer,
1: travel a lot, and stay healthy. Oh, don't use too much gas. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Save gas.